Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, my name is North and I am always telling the truth. It may seem to some people that such honesty is a perfect quality, but it is very difficult for a person who tells only the truth to find their place in society, and now I will explain why. A few years ago, I was not as honest as I am now, and like all teenagers, I loved lying for my own benefit. My little lies didn't harm anyone, but one day, fate played a very bad joke on me, and my deception resulted in a disaster. Once in winter, my parents asked me to light a fireplace in the living room and watch it until they returned home from work. That day, I was at home with my friend, and after we lit the fireplace, we got bored just sitting and waiting for my parents. My friend persuaded me to go for a walk for some time, and I agreed. When my parents called and asked me where I was, I lied with confidence that I was at home. I was sure that nothing could happen with the fireplace because there was that protection against sparks, but my overconfidence brought dire consequences. Coming back from our walk, I noticed fire trucks rushing towards my house. Everything inside me turned upside down when a black column of smoke rose above the crowns of maple trees right where my house was located. When I ran up to it, I saw just the burning walls and the protruding chimney of the ill-fated fireplace. Neighbors, firefighters, police, and my parents were crowding nearby. When they saw me, they started crying with happiness and rushed to hug me because they thought that I had not been able to get out. As for me, I was totally shocked and could not even say a word. Realizing that it was my fault, I was so dumbstruck that my whole body was covered with unpleasant goosebumps. Later, I told my parents everything, and then for the first time, I saw terrible disappointment in their eyes, which I will remember for my whole life. It's easy to guess that I was severely punished for negligence, but I gave myself the most severe verdict on my own. Because of the shock and the argument with my parents, something changed inside of me, and lying has become forbidden for me. I swore to myself and my parents that I would never lie again, and I kept my word. Even when I want to lie for a good reason, I could no longer do it on a subconscious level. You can't even imagine how much my life has changed after the promise I made to myself. I became a different person, and absolutely everyone around me noticed it. My parents were happy with this change and even became a bit softer with me, but my friends did not appreciate my absolute honesty. Telling only the truth, I hurt almost all my friends and classmates by revealing their secrets, so only my best friend Ashley was speaking to me. At first, my strange behavior didn't bother her, but soon everything changed. At the end of the last academic year, as always, the final and most important test in different subjects awaited us. The most difficult one of these subjects was algebra, and no one from our class had ever managed to pass it with a high score. But once, someone was able to find the answers to the test questions in advance, and all the classmates were extremely happy about it. My new principles did not allow me to cheat and copy the answers as this amounted to deception. 
When the tests were checked, I was the only person in the class who had an average mark, and this raised suspicions among the teachers. On the same day, the headmaster began to demand an explanation from us, and I could not lie to him. As a result, all the tests except mine were zeroed out, and my classmates were rewriting them under the headmaster's supervision. My classmates didn't prepare for the test, and as you've already guessed, all of them, including my friend Ashley, failed it. Her reputation as a good student was ruined, and this was partly my fault. After that, my classmates declared war on me, and Ashley was on their side. I was afraid to go to school as they were trying to ruin my life in every possible way. I could not even have a normal lunch in the cafeteria because no one left me alone. I had to go outside to dine and to spend some time in peace and safety. My parents noticed that my mood changed and began to ask me what happened. I told the whole truth and they were really outraged by the horrible behavior of my classmates. They thought that I was right and went to school to sort out the matter, which led to a huge scandal. My classmates were punished, which ruined their reputations even more, and then the atmosphere in the class became simply unbearable, and during all the school days remaining before the holidays, my classmates were humiliating me and bullying me. In autumn, I was transferred to another school as I wanted to start my life over. In the new school, no one knew about my absolute honesty, and I tried not to get involved in any class affairs at all. By the way, my class was really big, and everyone in it was divided into two warring camps, which was obvious at first glance. Despite my fears, I quickly found classmates who were willing to talk to me. But anyway, my honesty was still felt, and soon they guessed my peculiarity. My new friend Amy said that I was a godsend for their class. Amy was the monitor, and she kindly told me about a conflict in their class that had flared up a few years ago because of some trivial thing. She saw a hope for reconciliation in me because I was a new student, which meant that I had nothing to do with their conflicts. My task was to communicate with the opposing parties and then report to Amy on everything I could get to know to prevent new fights. Many people began to trust me because I was honest with everyone, but no one except Amy knew that I could not keep secrets for a long time and was aware that if I was asked about something, I would immediately tell the whole truth. So I got to know many secrets and told them to Amy despite the fact that I was asked to keep them, but at that moment I was sure that all my efforts would finally help to achieve peace in the class. However, I was mistaken, as I became not a companion for Amy, but a weapon in the war against everyone else. Once, I found out for her one thing that finally got the conflict out of control. I learned that the parents of one of my classmates gave bribes to a physics teacher in exchange for good grades. Amy was happy to hear this because that classmate had been driving her crazy for a long time. She immediately rushed to the headmaster to tell him about it. Due to this piece of news, there arose a huge scandal which had dire consequences. The girl had to go to another school, and the teacher was immediately fired with bad recommendations. I could not believe that Amy took advantage of me in such a manner, but that still was not the worst part. After this incident, she no longer needed me, so she quickly turned everyone in the class against me. Due to this, my school life became a real hell because they began mocking me all the time. My parents, being busy with work, did not notice my bad mood and for that reason did not ask what had happened, otherwise they would have gone to the headmaster again to sort out the matter. 
However, even without this, life at school was practically unbearable. The rumor about my trick quickly spread, and even people from parallel classes stopped communicating with me. I had to have dinner outside again, and this did not really make me happy because it was terribly cold outside. In the end, I realized that I was tired of this and decided to express everything to my classmates. Before the beginning of the lesson, I approached Amy with confidence, yelled at her, and pushed her so hard that she fell and hit her head. But I didn't stop there and hurt literally everyone. I was gripped by such intense anger that I could no longer control my emotions. Unfortunately, this had negative consequences for me. I thought that my deed showed my strength, but in response, my classmates took up arms against me. Amy, along with everyone else, went to the headmaster and reported everything to him. He was not happy with my behavior and said that fights at his school were unacceptable and that I would have to leave it immediately. I was both upset and happy with the fact that I left that school. My parents realized how difficult it was for me to adapt in the class and offered me to study remotely. I liked this idea, so I agreed. Do you think it is useful to lie sometimes, or is it better to always tell the truth? Give your answers in the comments. Do not forget to click on the thumbs up button below the video if you liked it and share it with your friends. Hi everyone, my name is Sue and animals like me very much because I understand their language. In fact, this is not an innate gift. Soon you will know where I learned it. When I was about seven, I realized that I could understand animals and vice versa. My parents and I were visiting friends of our family. They lived in a huge farmhouse. Of course, I could not resist the rabbits, horses, and the baby chicks, so I hung out with them almost all day. Once, I realized that a watchdog named Wind had been having a headache for a pretty long time already, and he asked me to take him to the vet. How could I understand that? I have no idea. Telepathically, I guess? I could have taken it for a childish fantasy and simply ignored the dog's complaints, but I decided to tell the adults about the dog's problem. My parents gave me a very strange look and felt awkward. It didn't seem funny for their friends, though. They started asking me for how long he'd been suffering from pain and why he hadn't told them about it before. And how was this dog supposed to tell them about it? But that was not the point. It turned out that about a month ago, the owners noticed something strange in Wynn's behavior. This kind and even-tempered dog turned into an aggressive badass. Moreover, he behaved like that not only with the other animals, but also with the owners who attributed everything to the poor fellow's age. That night, they took Wynn to the vet, who delivered the verdict. The dog was healthy. He was very surprised when the owner insisted on examining the dog's head. As a result, Wynn was diagnosed with a very serious and unpleasant disease, but it was successfully cured. He keeps guarding the farm and is very thankful for my help. By the way, the horses on that farm asked to tell the owner that they did not like the new feed, and they asked for the old one back. I was a complete stranger to them, and I had no idea what they were being fed with, and I never wanted to know that. However, I was right even about that. The new feed appeared in the stable less than a week ago, and the horses could barely eat it. After that, I decided to contact the animals more often in order to find out if I could understand them for real, and what such communication could really bring. 
But my decision was not that important because cats, dogs, and even birds came to me on their own will and shared their problems and thoughts. One day, a cat named Martin came up to me on the street. He went out for a walk. He told me to change my route because there was something scary going on in front of the bank. He told me there were a lot of police, some women were shouting, and children were crying. I didn't want to ruin my plans because of the cat. I was in a huge hurry for my friend's birthday party, so I just kept walking. Martin trailed behind me, grumbling that women were very stubborn and that our logic was twisted. He asked me to change my mind and go back, and I asked him to back off and do his own thing. When I finally got to the bank, I heard shots and saw that the street was surrounded by police. I actually heard women and children crying. I whipped around, grabbed Martin, and ran away. We sat in the nearest alley, and I decided to ask him how we communicated. Could he explain it to me? He said that this was his first time, too. Normally, people could not understand him at all. Martin and I became friends after that. When he went for a walk, he dropped in and called on me. We could wander about the streets and talk about life for hours. We often met other cats who were very surprised that I could understand the cat language. By the way, cats have their own mindset and they are all very different, just like people. They can be open and kind, but they can also be feisty and aggressive. I don't know how, but soon the journalists found out about me and decided to interview me. They asked if I knew where I got this ability from and when I found out about it. I replied that I did not know, but most likely it was just my feature. I couldn't wait for my interview to come. I wanted to see myself on TV and record the broadcast to remember it. I also told all my friends and acquaintances on which channel and what time the program would be, so I was not the only one who couldn't wait for it. And there it was, the long-awaited broadcast, which immediately surprised me with its name. The topic of the show was Experience Stress Revealed Her Incredible Ability. Hmm, that's strange. What stress were they talking about? I didn't remember telling them anything like that. In fact, I never complained about my life because I thought that I was very lucky with my parents. I thought maybe there was going to be an additional story in the show. When the show started, I was shocked right away because there was a photo of a little girl in a doghouse in the opening. Have they really decided to make me a laughingstock by comparing me to a dog? I thought and started to worry about how that would make me look to my friends. However, the reality was much worse. At the very beginning of the show, the TV host started to tell a story about little Sue who had experienced great stress. She was three when tragedy struck. Her father was killed in a shootout, and her mother took her little daughter to a village where they started to live in a small private house. Nobody knew what happened to her mother when she disappeared, but one day Sue was found in a doghouse together with a stray dog and her puppies. The girl turned into Mowgli, and she was likely to have spent a pretty long time with the animals. She used to eat with them from the bowl that the stray dog brought and used to sleep together with them on the ground. When people found her, she was scared. She did not speak at all, and she was very dirty. However, she got along well with dogs. Have you already guessed that it's about me? I did not believe it at first. I was hoping it was not me, but some other girl. 
but yes, it was about me. And then a reporter said that soon after I had been sent to the orphanage, people came to adopt me. Those were my current parents. They taught me to eat using silverware, talk, and sleep on the bed. I managed to catch up with the children of my age in terms of developmental level. I learned how to use modern conveniences, but I kept feeling comfortable with animals. It turned out that I had always been like this. And even when I realized that I could understand animals and vice versa, my parents were not surprised at all because I had been raised by animals for some time. They always knew about that, but they did not tell me anything about it, just as they hid my origin from me. I never thought that I was adopted. That was a real shock for me. After the show, my phone was ringing off the hook. I got a pile of messages from my friends and classmates asking me what it all meant. They even felt sorry for me. At that time, I was not ready to answer any questions and simply turned off my phone. But I had a lot of questions for my parents. They also saw the show, but at that time they were at work, so they came home with a prepared speech. They confirmed the words of the reporter that I was just like Mowgli. They admitted that I was adopted and that I used to live with dogs. And they said that they had no idea that the journalists would do such a deep dive. They were hoping to keep the secret of my origin at least until the legal age. And then my mom and dad asked me to forgive them. To be honest, I didn't understand why I should forgive them. I wasn't angry at them. I just wanted to know the details of my early childhood and about my life before I became part of this family. And of course, I was dying to know where my mother was. My parents agreed to help me find her, but unfortunately, that turned out to be impossible. She was still listed as missing. We found out only that she used to work as a dog handler until my father died. It meant that I got that love for animals not only because I was close to them, but also genetically from my biological mother. By the way, after the show, people started asking me to talk to their pets and help understand them. It began to bring me some money. Sometime after the show, a lot of people simply turned away from me, but some kept supporting me. And I needed time to digest the information received and make it clear in my head. The news was very sudden and unexpected. However, I've recently realized that I cannot change the past, and it's good that I don't remember anything from my early childhood. But if I have a unique opportunity to understand animals, I must use it. Maybe this is my chance to become famous and to make my contribution to science. Would you like to understand the language of animals? And if you had such an ability, how would you use it? Share your answers in the comments. Also, like this video and subscribe to our channel. My name is Olivia, and my father is an oil tycoon, and I am his only heiress. You're going to think, how cool is that? But it's not. What really stifles me is the constant sense of responsibility imposed on me. The pressure came from a very young age. Olivia, my whole business depends on you. You're responsible for thousands of working people feeding their families. I put my heart into this business, and you can't just let it all go. Those were the words I grew up with my whole life. At the same time, my father constantly had no time for me. Business meetings, business trips, and disappearing into the office around the clock. I grew up surrounded by servants and nannies. 
Naturally, my father made sure that I didn't want for anything. Anything except parental love. You see, my mother abandoned me when she and my father divorced. I was only two years old at the time. Because he needed an heir, he offered my mother a tidy sum of money to leave me with him. And you know what? She gladly agreed. She took the money and flew to another country. Throughout my upbringing, she never once called to see how I was doing. More recently, my father put me to work for his company. He got me a job as a manager. He always said that by understanding the whole structure of the company from the ground up, you can achieve a lot. But I don't need that at all. My dream is to be a fashion designer. Olivia, you have to carry on my work. I've sacrificed everything for that. Daddy, I don't want to run the firm. Let Oliver do it. Daddy just sighed heavily and looked at me in a way that made me realize that I had no choice. Oliver was the son of my father's driver, Mr. Stewart. When Mrs. Stewart died, Oliver was only 10 years old, and then Dad offered to help his co-worker help raise his child. He provided them with a cottage, honor estate, paid for a good school for the boy, and then university abroad. Oliver is only three years older than me, but from childhood, he was very smart. He, like me, was supervised by servants and nannies. You could say we grew up together. When I started working for my father's company, Oliver and I started seeing each other a lot. I'm told you're doing a good job. I try to. You know how dad is. He always gets what he wants. That's the quality that made him an oil tycoon. Yeah, but I don't have that quality. That's what you think. Oliver always looked at me strangely, very strictly, and always quickly looked away from me. I even thought that maybe he was jealous of me. As everyone around me said, I was living my life like cheese and butter. Like I've had all the best since being in diapers. But we had one thing in common. We grew up without love or mothers. Every day, Oliver would come and see how I was doing in school. It made me really nervous. I knew it was on my father's orders. Anyway, he was still keeping an eye on the whole process of becoming his heir. Ollie, stop coming around here. Are you following me or something? Tell Daddy I'm fine. He's just worried, you know? It's only natural. Yeah, and you're his personal spy? Okay, go report. And so the days went by. Oliver and I became closer. Sometimes after work, he'd give me a ride home, and the whole way we just talk about anything and everything. That's when he told me that my dad didn't send him to spy on me. He was just worried about how I was doing at work. One day, Oliver came in pale as a wall. Ollie, what's wrong? Are you sick? Olivia, your mother is back. She's in your father's office right now. I felt like the ground had fallen out from under me. I don't remember how I got to my father's office, how I opened the door. The whole time, Oliver was following me, afraid I was about to fall over. Mom, what are you doing here? Oh, my girl, how you've grown! Mommy reached out to hug me. What are you doing here? I asked you a question. I was very offended by her. She left me, or rather sold me. She took my father's money and drove off into the sunset. I ran out of the office, unaware of myself. I only woke up when Oliver pulled me against him in the driveway. That's when I realized I'd gotten too far away from the office, and I turned around sharply, but Ollie wouldn't let me go.
and I just snuggled into his chest and started crying. I hadn't heard from my mother in years, and now she shows up and pretends as if nothing happened? Why did she show up? Did she run out of money? Has she come to ask for more? Maybe she's repented. After all, she is your mother and she loves you. If she loved me, she wouldn't have left me. You need some rest. Let me take you home. Oliver brought me back to the manor. I was afraid to run into my mother, unprepared to talk to her or have her come into my life like this. The next morning I got ready for work, but my father told me to get some rest. It was a good suggestion. I got ready to drive out of town to clear my head. While I was walking to get the car, Ollie pulled up next to me and offered to go with me. Turns out he'd taken the day off too. Said he had some errands to run. We drove out to our country house. There was a stable there and my favorite horse, a present for my father for my fifth birthday. We harnessed the horses and rode into the mountains. The fresh air and the ride cheered me up, and Oliver was trying to cheer me up too. We got along so well as children, Ollie. Yeah, it was so long ago. Why did we stop being friends? Well, I don't know. I decided to get an education, to achieve everything on my own, so my father could retire. But that didn't stop us from talking. Olivia, to be honest, I've always really liked you, but I understand that I have no right to even look in your direction. I'm just your driver's son. I couldn't get a word out. I couldn't imagine such a turn of events. I liked Oliver too, and when I was ten years old, I was already in love with him. But he was so cold and hard to me, and I believed he thought I was just annoying. And then he went to study abroad. We talked about a lot of things that day, and then when we drove home, I knew that I wanted him to always be there for me. That's what I told him. That night was the beginning of the end of my usual life. I tried to live my life as before, except my mother kept trying to talk to me. One day, she caught me alone at work. Darling, let's talk. I only have one question for you. Why did you leave me? It's hard to explain. Your father was adamant. My relationship with him had already gone bad. We were getting ready to divorce, but he told me to leave you with him. Yeah, he offered you money and you chose that over me. It wasn't like that. He said that if I didn't agree to his terms, I would never see you again. He only let me come back to the country when I started working for his firm. There was so much pain in my mother's words that I believed her, and my father had always been a man of steel. I could believe my mother was afraid of him and agreed to his terms. From that day on, we started spending a lot of time together. I told Oliver everything. He supported me and said he would love to see his mom again, too. Every night, Ollie and I went on dates, took walks, and went for car rides around town. With each passing day, he became someone with whom I shared my innermost feelings, dreams, and worries. My father eventually found out about our relationship. He was as angry as ever. I honestly didn't even expect him to react that way. Dad threatened to fire Oliver and his father if we continued seeing each other. He put guards on me and forbade me to leave the house. I was only allowed to go to my mother's hotel to visit her. So, Oliver and I decided to run away, someplace where Dad wouldn't find us. We agreed to meet at the same hotel where Mom was staying, and she promised to cover for us. 
Late that night, Oliver went out to get plane tickets. We were supposed to leave that night, but he left and never came back. I called him over and over, but his number was disconnected. He didn't reply to my messages either. So it went on for a few days, and then my dad's security guards came to get me and took me home. I was so angry at Oliver, and I was also very hurt by the betrayal. When I got to our manor, my father came out. He was very angry and upset. I didn't want to talk to him, but I knew I couldn't avoid it. Olivia, we have to have a serious talk. You're not going to like what I have to say. I don't want to talk to you right now, but I guess I don't have a choice, as usual. I understand you're upset, but there's something you need to know. Then Oliver came in. He couldn't look me in the eye. He knew that he had hurt me. You've got a lot of nerve showing up in front of me, Ollie. Don't be angry with him, dear. He had to do it. Did you pay him money to leave me too? It's not like that, Olivia. When I came out of that hotel, I saw your mother. And then Oliver told me that he saw my mother in the hotel with some man and overheard them talking. Turns out my mother had come here with her new husband. They were planning to steal the firm away from my father with my help. As mother had planned, father and I began to fight a lot, and Oliver was the reason for it. But my mother planned to support me in everything, and at the same time, break me and my father up. And when I took over the firm, she would put her husband in the CEO seat and live happily ever after. As soon as Ali heard this, he immediately went to my father and told him about the situation. And all these days, they were meticulously gathering evidence. My father said he was sending my mother back abroad today, and he told her not to show her face to us. Now he's made Oliver his deputy until I want to run things myself. Or until I marry Oliver. Share this podcast to all social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and so on and you'll be given a shout out. Also drop your social media username so that we can find you. Thanks for your support. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in this episode description. You should also please follow or subscribe to our other podcast My Animated Story by clicking on this episode description. And also, kindly please rate and review this podcast by... That day was the final round of a rock competition that Sigrid, my sister, participated in. After she was announced as the winner, my parents immediately <laughs> rushed to the stage to congratulate her. They were so happy that they slipped my hand without even noticing. It was so crowded that I was pushed to the ground. Dad! Mom! <laughs> Suddenly, a hand reached out to me. It was Toby, Sigrid's rival in the final round. He gently comforted me and led me to my parents. At that moment, I knew that I had found someone who would walk the aisle with me. Hi, I'm Azoda, 17 years old. In contrast to my talented and famous older sister, I was just an unremarkable girl. Maybe that's why people often adore Sigrid more than me. But at least Toby, my only bestie, was always by my side. After our encounter when I was a kid, we quickly became friends. We had even promised to be best friends forever, but when we went to high school, things got a little crazy. Just like my sister, Toby was a popular rock star that everyone fawned over. He was surrounded by fans all the time. One day when I was about to enter the class for my math exam, I suddenly received an urgent call from Toby. 
SOS Isoda! The fans are swarming outside the boys' locker room! I'm stuck! I need to leave ASAP! Can you come? But I'm having an exam! Mom will kill me if I fail! Please! Are you going to leave your only best friend? In the end, I had no choice but to leave my exam to come rescue him. In front of the locker room were a lot of girls who were constantly shouting Toby's name. To squeeze through that crowd, I couldn't count how many times I had my hair pulled, my shirt pulled, or my skin scratched. All I knew was that when I got into the locker room and met Toby, I was in tatters. I'm here, what's up? Thank goodness you're here. I don't know which outfit I should wear to go out. Any suggestions? I smacked Toby's <gasps> head in anger. Are you nuts? You made me skip my math exam for this? Gently, Toby grabbed my hand, which made me <gasps> blush heavily. You are the most important person to me. I don't know what to do without you. Once again, Toby used his super adorable puppy eyes that made my heart flutter. So once again, I helped him choose an outfit and rushed into the middle of the crazy fangirls to make way for him. Not only had I helped him deal with his fans, I also helped carry his things, arrange his class schedules, and even did his homework when he was busy performing. Many people mocked me that I was like his manager and bodyguard, but I didn't mind. He and I were friends, and friends help each other through tough times, don't they? However, more than once, I was hurt by that role. That day, Toby took me to a big party with all of his other famous friends. Enjoy the party, Izoda. This is my thank you for yesterday. Okay. It was a thank me, but Toby was the one who enjoyed the party more. He kept asking me to take his pictures and videos. Not only that, he also drank a lot and couldn't walk properly. Stop drinking, Toby! Get lost! I can take care of myself! But he staggered and bumped into a very aggressive looking guy. The two raised their voices and quickly jumped into a fight. The party turned chaotic and when I tried to stop them, they pushed me to the ground. It only ended when someone screamed, Damn! The cops are coming! Hearing that, I quickly helped Toby leave through the back door. His car was already waiting for us outside. However, when I was about to get in the car, it was full of his other famous friends. Sorry, Azoda, but I need to go first. Getting caught while being drunk will ruin my career. Saying that, he left with the car. That night, I had to walk a long time to get home. The next morning, Toby came to me to apologize. He tried to justify his action and described how difficult it was to him. Once again, my bestie showed a face so pitiful that I just sighed and forgave him. But as soon as the problem ended, a new one appeared. When I just got home, I heard shocking news from my parents. We were moving house. The thing was, my sister Sigrid was about to have an audition with Sunshine, a famous music production company. If she succeeded, we would all move to New York, concrete jungle where dreams are made of to help her develop her career. W what about huh? me? Why do I have to leave everything here just for Sigrid? Unexpectedly, they just coldly told me not to be selfish. Angry and hopeless, I returned to my room in tears. The next day, I told everything to Toby. He also felt it extremely unfair. They're horrible. Azoda, what if we sabotage your sister's audition? Sabotage her audition? Yeah, I really don't want to lose you. His words touched my heart. That's right, it's time for me to get justice for myself. Toby and I decided to come up with a plan together. We would definitely make Sigrid's audition a total disaster. On the day of her audition, before my sister was going to perform, I put some peach hair, the thing she is allergic to, into her water. Not only that, I also tuned Sigrid's electric guitar to make sure it hit the wrong note. My sister was totally clueless and confidently stepped on the stage. 
However, as soon as she started playing, everyone had to cover their ears because it was too ear-splitting. Sigrid was so shocked and confused that her eyes kept darting around for help. When she sang the first verse, it was followed by a series of choking coughs. The peach feathers had worked. Sigrid couldn't sing anymore. She grabbed her throat and quickly fled the stage in shame. And as you might have guessed, the show was a huge failure. Sigrid cried a lot and locked herself in her room for many days. Although I had achieved my goal, what I felt was only regret. It seemed like I had gone too far. Then another shocking news came to me. One morning when I woke up, my eyes widened when I read that Toby had signed an official contract with Sunshine. What the hell? Isn't that the company where my sister just filled her audition? Immediately, I went to question him. Toby, did you trick me into destroying Sigrid's chance with Sunshine so you could steal it? Bingo. But don't forget that you also agreed to do it. I froze when I heard his words. Toby had always taken advantage of me. Why couldn't I realize it sooner? But he was right. It was me who agreed to do it with my own hands. I burst into tears and left. After that, I tried to avoid my sister because I was too ashamed of my guilt. Seeing my abnormal action, one evening, Sigrid took the initiative to ask me, Azoda, are you okay? If you need help, I'm here. Receiving my sister's concern only made me sob harder. I decided to confess everything. I thought Sigrid would hate me for it, but instead, she just hugged me softly. It's okay, sis. I'm at fault for this too. I was so focused on my dream that I didn't realize that you had to suffer for it. I'm sorry. Sigrid's words had saved me. I had never felt more relieved and understood. It was so stupid to be jealous of her. I should have just told her how I felt from the start. But to make this a happy ending, there was still one more thing I needed to do. It was to unmask the evil Toby. That day was Toby's first debut performance at Sunshine. When he stepped on the stage, the stage screen immediately changed to a scene of a drunk Toby messing around at the party. Everyone was shocked and Toby got extremely panicked. When he spotted me backstage, he rushed over in anger. What the hell are you doing? I'm teaching you a lesson, manipulative jerk! When he raised his hand to hit me, Sigrid appeared and quickly knocked him to the ground. This is for taking advantage of my sister, you sore loser. Then we happily left, leaving my evil ex-bestie swearing and screaming in a pathetic state behind. Not long after, Sigrid found a new career opportunity, while Toby was cancelled by everyone for the bad deeds he did. As for me, I've become more mature. I'll never allow myself to be manipulated and hurt the people I love so easily like before. Share this podcast to all social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and so on and you'll be given a shout out. Also drop your social media username so that we can find you. Thanks for your support. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in this episode description. You should also please follow or subscribe to our other podcast My Animated Story by clicking on this episode description. And also, kindly please rate and review this podcast by... Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.